Hi. Hi. Welcome to Ghoul Gals. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Julie. And today we're talking about prisons. Prison. 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 <laughs> 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 uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting uh, because I, I feel like I always start out with, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, and every time it's not that interesting. <laughs> and every time we, we go into like, this was actually really hard to research. Because <laughs> we're both just really bad researchers, I guess. We are, yeah. yeah. Not very imaginative no. in finding things, I guess. God. But uh, it's interesting because. <laughs> Because it seems like we've done this before. In my head, I was like, oh yeah, looking at prisons, I've, I've done a prison. Cassandra's done a prison. Like, we've done prisons, right? Nope. Uh, no, we have not. <laughs> not even a little. I look I've... back at all of our topics and none of them were prisons. No, yeah. I um, I didn't have that experience. I did not think that we'd done prisons before, <laughs> which was correct, but... Um, I... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're so much better at thinking. <laughs> No, no. Um, I, what was I going to see? Look at this. What was I going to say? Um, oh, I've seen plenty of like uh, ghost hunting type shows about prisons. Mm. Plenty of them. Like if they're not at an insane asylum or like an abandoned casino in the west or something they're at a prison it's true yeah it was funny when i looked up i was like you know you start like with the vegas thing where i was just like super haunted prisons (laughs) google go um and it like the top three were like i've I've seen like buzzfeed unsolved episodes on this or like i've seen like and i wanted to find something a little less like obvious Mm -hmm. or maybe something that people haven't really heard about yeah um, yeah. So did you? I did. Oh, good. In fact. <laughs> um, so today I'm doing The Cage in England. Nicholas Cage. Not the cage. <laughs> just the cage. The cage. Okay. <laughs> um, so in the sleepy Essex village, uh, England, <laughs> of St. Osseth, Osseth, yeah. St. Osseth. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, is this, so in this village, <laughs> is an unassuming two-bedroom cottage with a dark and sinister past. Oh, sounds cute. Ooh, I know. There's photos of it. It looks adorable. Is it, is it on Airbnb, do you think? <laughs> no. I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll learn. Okay. Um, but there have been ongoing reports of paranormal activity Within its walls. Mm. Mm. So the current owner, Vanessa Mitchell, and also uh, the thing that I'm reading from is from 2018, so I'm not sure if it's exactly sold yet. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Look out. If you're interested, <laughs> maybe you can get it. It may be for sale. <laughs> right? So in 2018, the current owner, Vanessa Mitchell, <laughs> who bought the house in 2004, when she returned to St. Osseth, her childhood village. She had been aware of the famous historical property as a child and knew what to expect, but she could never have guessed how much harm and upset the house would cause her. Ooh. I know. What, she had it for 14 years? At least? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, when she bought it, she's like, whatever. Yeah. That's a long time to have a haunted house. It's true. Um, 
Vanessa had her first odd experience on the day she moved in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Start it how you're going to go for it, this right? Is, that's that's what horror movies do. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The very first day something happens. Mm-hmm. So while unpacking, she saw a dark, shadowy figure Ooh. and said from that moment on, she knew, quote, the house is bad. There's something wrong with this house. Oh, good. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> so the single mum, mum, <laughs> uh, who for a time lived alone in the house with her baby, also added, uh, quote, I knew from the first day something was in the house because it literally presented itself on the first day I was in the house. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. What a great quote. Yeah. Um, so the cage, which is situated 60 miles from London in the heart of rural Essex, earned its nickname due to its historical use as a holding cell for witches in the 16th century. Ooh. We got witches, we got prison. It's great. It gets even We worse. got shadow figures. <laughs> we got single moms. Yes. You can't see, but I'm like, I'm rubbing my hands together. Good, good. <laughs> good, good, excellent. So the house is, on, is one of only seven similar medieval cages left in the country. Um, and is the only one with a house attached to it. That seems like a lot. I know. <laughs> one of only seven. Like, how many similar medieval cages were there? Like, if you go to, like, Salem, they don't have shit left there. Right? They have holes where houses it's all, used Yeah, to be. it's all, like, recreation and stuff, and everyone's like, we're not really sure where they buried anyone. <laughs> right. Oh. Uh, so, in the 16th century, witch trials and accusations ran rampant in Essex specifically, mm-hmm. and St. Osseth was chosen to be the location where 12 local women accused of witchcraft <laughs> were to be locked up. Uh, and they started to call it the cage. Ooh. This jail, Ooh. which I love, spelled G-O-A-L. <laughs> this goal. Um, I'm sorry. It's no, G-A- it's misspelled it's G-A- here. It's G-A-O-L, okay. right? G-A-O-L. Yeah, they, they did it. It's the jail. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's perfect! I never realized that the accent was so um, obvious. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. This jail uh, was, was used to hold prisoners accused of witchcraft, including a famous witch by the name of Ursula Kemp. Ooh! Great oh, name a for a witch. Name. That is a good name. Urs- literally, Ooh. sea witch, Ursula. I wonder if that's why... I wonder if Ursula from Little Mermaid's named after her. Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it, so now it's real. <laughs> you can't... You don't know enough about it to prove otherwise, so... That's <laughs> true. Uh, so Ursula was arrested and accused of witchcraft for many reasons. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. Uh, but they included claims that she had placed curses and hexes on locals and their animals. Of course. Uh, causing them to die of various conditions. And, like, some of them were so weird and graspy that um, one of the reasons was she prevented beer from brewing. Uh, which seems like someone just had it out for Ursula and was like, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. She stopped my beer from brewing. Uh-huh. For sure. Which is stupid. Yeah. And of course, like all witches, Ursula was probably innocent and had no evil intent. Mm -hmm. 
but also I have heard that she in a different thing what that she was a healer. Yeah, um of course. so that's what happens. God, this makes me so angry. Yeah, so Ursula Kemp was a local healer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, who she was accused especially of casting a spell that led to the death of a neighbor's newborn baby. So probably she was called in because she was a healer trying to help the baby, uh-huh. and, and then the, uh, baby the baby died. Died because that's what babies did back then, <laughs> often. <laughs> exactly. And uh. then and then the parents, the bereaved parents, were like, oh, it was you, Ursula. Mm. The sea witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Unfortunately, then she accused others of practicing witchcraft. Oh, no, they, they were, were probably like torturing her. Yeah, being like, "You're you, there must be a coven." They absolutely were torturing her, right? And yeah. they, in turn, uh, the people that she accused, mm-hmm. accused even more unfortunate individuals. Oh, the worst um, domino effect. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, trash. Jesus. So Ursula was hanged for her crimes in 1582 oh. and buried in unconsecrated ground. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the witch trials, the cage remained in use as a prison for men, women, and children up until 1908. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. Just like there's so many reasons why this place could be haunted. Yeah. Uh, by the children who I died mean, there. I'm sure they died. The witch history alone <laughs> is enough, you know, Tons of witches staying there, mm-hmm. um, accusing each other, getting into arguments. Yeah, scratching each other's eyes out, maybe. <laughs> um, so oh. just in case you were like, well, yeah, duh, this is definitely haunted. It gets uh, sure. worse. Oh, my God. Uh, at one time, it was used to quarantine bubonic plague victims, many of whom died <laughs> in the house. <laughs> wow. It's great. You got to look up the history of the house that you're moving into. You oh, really yeah. do. Oh, you need to know. Yeah. Because you don't know how many plague victims <laughs> right? coughed their last cough there. There's a, there's a part from uh, An Idiot Abroad. Did I ever make you watch that show? No. It's um, it's a show from Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. And they send their friend Carl mm-hmm. out around the world Um and he's very stupid and very, like, <laughs> doesn't want to do anything, isn't interested in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a point where he, he says, like, um, when I first bought my house, I didn't go, who built it? I want to know, is it safe? Is it structurally sound? Is it haunted? <laughs> <laughs> and he says this with a ridiculous, like, a, not a ridiculous, but a funny, um, charming little British accent. Is it so. haunted? <laughs> But like more Is it haunted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Closer. It's definitely not posh. Mm, nice. Yeah. Those anyway. are the best English accents. Yeah. The non posh ones. Mm-hmm. Um sorry, uh, bubonic plague victims. Alright, since then the cage has been a private dwelling with many of the past residents reporting paranormal activity. Yeah. Uh big old duh. <laughs> so the unique property has recently been called Britain's most haunted house by the press. Oh. Sure. Um, in fact, the medieval prison has received a lot of media attention over the past few years due to its haunted reputation. Mm. It is featured in television shows like 
Help, my house is haunted. (laughs) Starring paranormal investigator Bari Guy and psychic medium Chris Fleming. Have not seen the show. Sorry if I mispronounced. The house has also been featured on Channel 4 docudrama True Horror, colon, The Witch's Prison. Oh, no. uh, Which is very specific. I would like to watch that. Yeah, right? Sounds great. And has been visited by countless professional and amateur paranormal investigation teams from all over the world. That could be us. Yeah. Why isn't it us? Well, we've hey, never done that before. With the time. coronavirus, uh, tickets to Europe are very cheap. <laughs> well, tickets to anywhere are very cheap. Yeah. But uh, let's go. Um, <laughs> I Again, I don't have a passport. <laughs> right. Uh, there is even a book entitled Spirits of the Cage about the events experienced by Vanessa in the house. Wow. Which sounds great. Yeah. I love every quote from Vanessa is just like, not like the most obvious quote, <laughs> but it's very funny. So like, here, here's a quote from her. The house is absolutely haunted. There's no doubt in the world at all that this house is a very, very haunted house. It always says, Ben. Oh my. <laughs> As I was reading it, I was like, oh God, this is a Donald Trump quote. Yeah. The house is absolutely haunted. There's no doubt in the world at all that this house is a very, very haunted house. Always has been. (laughs) We have the best haunted houses. We have the most haunted houses. I can't can't handle it. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, Vanessa. God. I know you're better than that. I was like, God, this reminds me of something, and I couldn't place what it was. I was like, is this from, like, Parks and Rec? (laughs) Nope. It's a literal uh, Donald Trump quote. Um, But anyway, sorry. Back to it. The haunted house, sure, uh, has earned this reputation due to countless reports of the present and past inhabitants being troubled by mysterious and sometimes violent paranormal activity. Ooh, violent. So let's, let's get down to it. Yeah. So the haunting phenomenon includes reports of doors opening and closing on their own. Sure. Uh, the happens <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> the kettle and other electrical devices turning themselves on and off. Ooh. Latches on the doors rattling. Ooh, ooh, that's scary. Don't like that. No. Uh, Taps turning themselves on. Sudden and extreme drops in temperature. And unexplained light anomalies, which have been visible with the naked eye. So not just like a photo with like a dust orb in the background. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But not okay. only just, like, the physical things or that you can, like, hear mm-hmm. and, like, watch, whatever. Yeah. Vanessa has also seen several apparitions in the house. Mm. Um, yuck. She, yeah. she said that these apparitions were an example of an intelligent haunting and not stone tape theory, which I was telling Cassandra, <laughs> not everyone knows about, especially me and also Cassandra. Yeah. <laughs> So I was looking it up, and I feel like maybe we've talked about it before, but maybe not. So stone tape theory is the speculation that ghosts and hauntings are are similar to, like, tape recordings. So it's, like, something from the past that oh, is stuck that, there that, that replays. Yeah. So I mean, I've heard that theory before, but I've, I've never heard the name before. Yeah, stone tape theory. Yeah, yeah exactly. So the whole thing is that 
mental impressions during emotional or traumatic events can be projected in the form of energy. Right. And recorded onto to rocks, into houses. <laughs> onto and then, rocks. That's what it says. That's <laughs> no, just, Wikipedia, just but so I funny. love it. Um, and then it can be, like, replayed yeah, under certain Like it leaves an impression. Things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But she says that it's intelligent. She says, quote, A lot of the spirits in here were intelligent and aware of my presence, and it was a real-time situation. I believe what was here actively knew it was here. Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm. One dark-haired figure Vanessa Ooh. saw was so clear that she could make out the wrinkles on his face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like old. I was, as soon as you said that, I was like, girl. <laughs> girl, he's old. <laughs> but how old? You don't want this ghost. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I just, I, I picture like filch. Yeah, that's gross. Mm. Um, So the man was only visible from the waist up and looked directly at her as he floated across the living room. Ooh! (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, gotcha. Oh, I haven't done that in a long time. (laughs) My entire body (laughs) caved in on itself. (laughs) I am, like, (laughs) shrinking myself. Oh, no. Moving away from the computer like it matters. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like prolonged eye contact with living people. Right. Let alone. Let alone half of a man. Half of a oh, Yeah, man. half of a dark-haired old man. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> he got no waste. <laughs> God. So, so Vanessa said that this ghost didn't seem evil or threatening, but many others were. Oh. So this is the nicest one, the one that's making eye contact with you like that. So Vanessa would often hear the disembodied voices of men and women, as well as hearing children laughing and running around upstairs. Kids in jail aren't going to be laughing ever. (laughs) Well, now they are because they're dead. They can do whatever they want at this point. Okay, fair. So yeah, gross. Um, Unexplained knocks. Bangs and the sounds of footsteps, especially on the wooden stairs, were commonplace. Mm. And toys... Oh, I don't like this. Okay. (laughs) Toys would move on their own as if being played with by unseen hands. Uh, I guess you you can't have any toys in that house now. Nope. Nope. No children. Or maybe you should to make... Keep them happy. Maybe. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. You play with the toys in the corner. Yeah, you fuck off to the other room and I'll, <laughs> and I'll stay here and read my book. Um like a normal parent. <laughs> so then the paranormal activity in the house started to grow in both frequency and strength oh. over the time that Vanessa lived there. Good. Uh, she recalls seeing a big black mass that filled the room, starting at floor level and moving up to the ceiling. She's heard whispers saying, Kill yourself. That's rude. Yep. Uh, Been hit around the back of the head and was even pushed over at the top of the stairs when she was eight and a half months pregnant. (gasps) Oh, no. Oh, my god! I know. This is that's a intense bully, you know. <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. kids these days are just 
texting each other, kill yourself, and <laughs> <laughs> pushing each other down the stairs. If this ghost had a cell phone. <laughs> so, Ooh, but it wasn't just Vanessa. Uh, many of Vanessa's friends who visited the house refused to come back. So one couple received the fright of their lives while visiting Vanessa mm. when they found splatters of blood mm. in the living room while all the doors and windows were closed. Vanessa and her friends were sure the blood hadn't been there earlier, and it seemed... <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you think you would know. You think you would know if there was blood. Yeah, I don't remember bleeding on, <laughs> on this couch. Must be a ghost. Mm, where'd it come from? <laughs> and it seemed to have appeared in broad daylight Ooh. in the time it had taken to boil a kettle. So we left the room long enough to make some tea. These fucking British ones. <laughs> <laughs> right. The mum. Single mum. <laughs> I don't know how long it takes to boil a kettle. <laughs> Especially, it sounded like they have an electric kettle. Yeah, they, so they, it would British take, people like, only use 30 electric seconds. kettles. They're, they're they, don't, they don't waste their time with the old-fashioned <laughs> ones like we do. <laughs> oh so some have blamed, specifically, the ghost of Ursula Kemp for the paranormal activity. Yeah. Um, or think that it might be the tortured souls of the plague victims that are coming back to haunt the building. Uh, the ghosts of the children could be explained by the fact that the witches... Oh, I don't like this. This oh, makes me sad. God. The witches' offspring would have been locked up with them in mm, the cage. What? Yeah. Isn't that messed up? Yeah. They didn't do anything. They're just kids. Oh, my God. And also, like... Okay. <laughs> the dad couldn't take care of the kid. Of course not. Even th they were like, you know what, witches are more responsible than dads. <laughs> like that whole like, oh, I'm babysitting my kid today. It's like, it's your kid. You're not babysitting it. Uh, <laughs> You're just taking care of it. You I know? wonder if, I mean, I wonder uh. if these, a lot of these women were, had kids out of wedlock. Ooh. Because that was, you know, people would accuse. It was grade A witch stuff. Single people mm -hmm. with no kids and then like cast offs. So. Yeah. Maybe they didn't have dads. Ooh. I mean, some of them did, I'm sure. At least one of them had a fucking dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway. Oh, that's horrible. horrible. I don't think I've ever heard that practice before. No. Right? Oh, man. That sucks. In England, I guess. Yeah, it was crazy over there. <laughs> Even worse than over here. <laughs> so others suspect that the dark energy could be a result of the former resident, so the person... Oh, gosh. That lived in the house right before Vanessa, mm -hmm. who took his own life Ooh. a year before Vanessa moved into the cage. Oh, no. In fact... A year? A year. Oh. One year. Oh, God. Um, not long after moving in, the death certificate of the former owner who'd hanged himself mysteriously appeared in the kitchen while Vanessa was out. So she came home... Set her keys down and found a death certificate <laughs> sitting in her kitchen. That's so weird. What the heck? How did how did any of these spirits get hold of this death certificate? I have. Do they go to city hall to get it? <laughs> they get Can a I signature. Get this, uh, notarized. A signature from the doctor. <laughs> right. The attending physician. Oh my gosh. That is so strange. So the original cage was a small brick building consisting of just one room which is now used as a dining room. Ooh. <laughs> but then they have added on to it over the years. Mm -hmm. And so now it includes 
two bedrooms, a couple baths. Uh, looks nice. Yeah. Looks nice. Um, it's a quaint cottage consisting of four ground floor rooms, including a kitchen, which is open plan into the dining room and living room, mm-hmm. as well as a cloak room and downstairs toilet. Uh, England. A cloak, cloak room. room. It's probably a coat a room. Closet? <laughs> a closet? closet. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they have cloaks, not coats. God. Um, then the split level upstairs houses an oak beamed gallery landing. Sounds gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Two double bedrooms and a bathroom. What's a double bedroom? I don't know. A large bedroom? <laughs> I don't know. England. Um, so Vanessa originally <laughs> described the cage as her, quote, dream house. Sure. Because it is beautiful historic property in the village she loves. But she became so scared in the house that she lived exclusively in the bedroom. She refused to use any of the rest of her home, even to like go and make a cup of tea. This says, <laughs> England, I love it. Oh my gosh. Right? So despite this, Vanessa lived in the cage for three years, but eventually the activity forced her to leave the house. She said, quote, uh, I left it because it was really haunted and I had no choice but to leave it. End quote. Again, what what a cool sounds great. I mean, Vanessa. she's very straightforward. <laughs> she's so straightforward. <laughs> um, although Vanessa could no longer stand to live in the house, she didn't relinquish her ownership and held on to the empty property for over a decade. Oh, okay. Uh, so, although okay. she only lived in it for three years, she's now owned the property longer than anyone else. Wow. Do you hear that? Anyone else? Records show that there have been many owners and renters over the recent years, Ooh. although not for any long periods. In fact, over the last 200 years, the house has been up for sale roughly every three years. Oh my god. What? Wow. People cannot stay in this house. So with the cottage empty, <laughs> Vanessa... <laughs> uh, with the cottage empty, Vanessa came up with a fantastic business model. She decided to hire the cage out for ghost hunts, and many paranormal investigators and mediums have had some chilling experiences there. Smart. Let's talk about them. We're going to talk about Help My House is Haunted. <laughs> There's that thing we talked about earlier. The, sh- the show. Yeah. In 2018, <laughs> uh, the cage featured in the British paranormal investigation show Help My House is Haunted. The show's investigators, Bari Guy, Sandy Lockdar, and Chris Fleming, spent a night locked down inside the house to try to get to the bottom of the hauntings. Of course. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. During the investigation, Chris, the show's medium, mm. said he was physically attacked by an unknown force. He described the sensation like he had been stabbed in the side of the head. Oh my god. Quote, I felt it go right through until it was almost in the back of my throat and my sinuses. What the hell? Yeah, gross. Uh, don't like it. Yeah. Toward the end of the episode, the team ventured into, oh my god, I can't believe they didn't talk about this before, and then I can't believe that I forgot about it and didn't talk about it before. <laughs> but they ventured into a hidden cellar beneath oh, the dining room floor. Oh no. The room that was used to be the prison. No. <laughs> A hidden cellar. Oh, my God. God. So, Bari climbed down inside the chamber, and at that moment, Chris captures what sounds like a growl in his audio recorder. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Bari describes this as, quote, compelling (laughs) uh, evidence of the presence of a demon. I mean, I feel like investigators are always like, it's a demon. Yeah. Every time. Oh, my God. The... 
if you watch Ghost Adventures from start, like oh from God. the beginning mm-hmm. to the to current time, yeah, it it they start out being just like your basic ghost hunting show, but now every episode is like we're going after demons. This is a demon. This there's a demon. <laughs> there's a couple other ones like, over there. I smell a demon. <laughs> yeah. It's um it's very irritating actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. Um so after a cleansing ritual involving a Tibetan singing bowl, some incense, and some prayers conducted by Chris. Nice. Sandy said that the atmosphere in the house changed. Quote, I'm confident that whatever has been tormenting Vanessa has finally gone. End oh, quote. Oh, I'm sure. Although, oh, God. it seems her problems remained. <laughs> okay. Vanessa reluctantly decided that she wanted to sell the house. And she continued to have have issues anytime she would go into it. Mm-hmm. So to do this, she needed to clear it of its negative presences first. So she had to try again, but better. Mm-hmm. Um, so as... Previous, as previous attempts had failed, this time she called in some specialists to help her. Author and demonologist June Lundgren uh, visited the house from the U.S. to help with the cleansing, and medium Reverend Ted Woodruff performed a cleansing. It was only after Reverend Ted's visit... Reverend Ted. That's stupid. Anyway, (laughs) after his visit, Vanessa has been able to come back into the house to decorate and get it ready to sell. Vanessa said, there was something very negative here, and I've had that cleansed and cleared now. Hmm. Uh, Which seems like she's just trying to sell the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, So cool. Uh, In the spring of 2019, the house was once again put on the market. Vanessa said, it's bittersweet for me. I love this house, but at the same time, it's caused me a lot of harm in my life and a lot of upset. Yeah. She adds that although the bad and negative energy has been moved on, quote, the house is still haunted, but it's nothing like it used to be. <laughs> so she's keeping the the appeal for the freaks who want to live in a haunted mm-hmm. house, but she's making it slightly safer. Right. And my favorite thing, because, like, all the old historic houses in England and really kind of everywhere, they always have a plaque on the side of the house mm-hmm. that say something. Mm-hmm. So they have a plaque on this house, mm-hmm. and it says, The Cage, Medieval Prison. St. Osseth resident Ursula Kemp was imprisoned here before being hanged as a witch in 1582. It was last used in 1908. <laughs> uh... It's great. Yeah. It's great. That is great. Yeah, so go visit the house. You can, like, see the exact, the box. Yeah. Like, if you're looking at the outside of the house, you see, like, super haunted door. (laughs) Like, the most haunted door. Which standing right there. (laughs) They really leaned into it for these photos. And then, like, brick, and then the rest is, like, stucco, kind of. Yeah, you Um, wouldn't think it was so old and cute. Right? Look, just Inside. looking on the outside. Yeah, the outside looks uh, kind of boring. Yeah. I mean, it looks, I guess it looks like it has cool, like, roof yeah. tiles, but yeah. like, yeah. But it doesn't match what's inside. Yeah, the Definitely cool inside. Not. But yeah. anyway, so that's my, that's my prison. That was great. Isn't it great? That was very weird. I wonder if it's still for sale. I don't know. I wonder, is there, um, if, if whoever buys it. If they're smart, we'll make it into an Airbnb. Oh my gosh. Because that, that way someone who stays there can stay only like one night, maybe a few, 
But they don't have to live there for any <laughs> given amount of time. They won't be pushed downstairs. Probably not. And um, you can you can put in the like in the little agreement like <laughs> not responsible for any injuries caused by ghosts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. Okay. So I went a different, less literal route. Love it. With this and went kind of towards the more like imprisonment mm. abduction kind of thing um because I didn't want to talk about haunted prisons I was like it's been done there's you know there's Alcatraz there's mm. other ones <laughs> <laughs> there's Alcatraz there's Alcatraz there's also Alcatraz <laughs> but yeah a lot of the time with haunted places there's not a ton to actually talk about. Like ghost ghost hunting shows go there because they're investigating, actively investigating. But like to talk about them, there's you know, mm-hmm. there's not much. Exactly. So I went a different route and I uh, hit on something which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am going to talk about the story of Albert Ostman, who was kidnapped by Sasquatch. <gasps> I didn't know this was going to be a Bigfoot episode. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ooh. Another Bigfoot episode. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, it's man. funny because you're talking about ghosts. I'm talking about Bigfoot. <laughs> We've been switched. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is all going to be taken from an article that was published on exemplar.com. Mm. I don't, I've never been there before, but <laughs> I found it and it helped. Okay. <laughs> So Albert Ostman was a Canadian prospector who lived (laughs) from around 1893 to 1975. And he claimed to have been abducted by a Sasquatch and held captive for six days. Six days? Six days. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. So jumping into it. One evening in 1924 near Toba Inlet, British Columbia, Mm -hmm. Albert Ostman was sleeping. Sure. Good for him. (laughs) Must be nice. He hadn't meant to be asleep. Oh, no. (laughs) The previous three nights, there had been signs that someone or something was visiting during his sleep. And Ostman had resolved to stay awake to catch the visitor in the act. No. Yeah. Suddenly, a Sasquatch picked him up and carried him off. Yes. With the now awake Ostman still in his sleeping bag. Oh no! So like he's a little trapped. caterpillar. He's trapped. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! He was carried for roughly three hours. Three hours. Three hours. What? Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. After the three hours, he was put down and greeted by a family of four Sasquatch, <gasps> one of which, an adult male, was eight feet tall. Yes. Have you heard this story before? Uh, yeah, but I don't remember anything about it. Oh, but... good. Ostman said of his initial encounter, they look like a family, old man, old lady, and two young ones, a boy <laughs> and a girl. So the dream nuclear family. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the boy and the girl seemed to be scared of me. The old lady did not seem too pleased about what the old man dragged <laughs> home. <laughs> But the old man was waving his arms and telling them all what he had in mind. They all left me then. Mm. What? Uh, yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> this is so funny to imagine. Like, <laughs> like they're just like grunting mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. <laughs> the old man is waving his arms. The eight foot tall old man. Ostman had a gun on him, which he kept close in hand. But because the Sasquatch made no move to harm him, he chose not to use it. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Well, in captivity, Ostman was fed sweet-tasting grass, which was washed, stacked, and given to him by the adult female Sasquatch. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds delicious. <laughs> Ostman made many detailed observations, which he later recounted, including his efforts to befriend the young male Sasquatch in order to get the larger male Sasquatch interested in the snuff he had on his person. <laughs> He planned to make the adult male eat an entire box of snuff with the intention to kill him in order to make his escape. What? So suddenly he's interested in harming them. Yeah, to get away. Yeah, why wouldn't he just use his gun? Use the gun. Mm -hmm. Eating an entire box of snuff is disgusting. Uh, Eating eating any amount of snuff (laughs) is repulsive. Mm -hmm. We've all seen the Sandlot. (laughs) God. In his account, Ostman also made note of a briefly entertained idea to take the young female with him whenever he finally got away, mm-hmm. though he ultimately decided against it. Good, because that's creepy. That is very strange. Why her specific... I don't like that at all. Because she's smaller? I don't know. Maybe. Mm. In Ostman's words, but what good would that have been? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I would have... I would have to keep her in a cage for public display. I don't think we have any right to force our way of life on other people, and I don't think they would like it. The noise and racket in a modern city, they would not like any more than I do. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Jeez Louise. The racket of a modern city. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. After six days, possibly because he suspected he was about to be used for breeding purposes, mm-hmm. <laughs> though this is merely his speculation, Osman finally made his escape. He was somewhat, somewhat successfully able to carry out his plan with the snuff, which ended up making the adult male Sasquatch groggy enough that he was able to run away. Oh my gosh. <laughs> After escaping, Osman eventually came upon a logger. Naturally, he didn't mention the Sasquatch family or being held captive. Why not? Hey, you'll never believe what happened to me. Instead, he says, quote, I told them I was a prospector and was lost. I did not like to tell them I had been kidnapped by a Sasquatch, (laughs) as if I had told them they would probably have said, he is crazy. I mean, they would have for sure. You're right. And they probably would have left him there. (laughs) At least I would have. Yeah. So Osman kept his story to himself for decades. (gasps) Can you believe that? I would tell everyone immediately. I can't keep a secret. I mean, I can, but I can't like, like a... I wouldn't want to keep I can keep other people's secrets, (laughs) but I can't keep my own secrets. Right. (laughs) It's very uh, annoying. (laughs) Um, So he kept it to himself for decades, and initially he seemed to never intend to tell anyone. However, in 1957, after seeing more and more Sasquatch stories Mm -hmm. appear in the press, 
Ostman decided to come forward and tell his story to a local newspaper. Yes. Ostman and his story have been under scrutiny ever since. Well, <laughs> I mean, it does sound very unbelievable from someone it, who wants to believe right. in Sasquatch. I mean, yeah, it's <sighs> a ridiculous story. It is. Sweet grass, an eight foot tall mammal mm-hmm. is going to eat meat. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay, cool. Of course, most people didn't believe the story then, and still don't now. (laughs) (laughs) For example, skeptic Joe Nickel said in 2007 that Ostman's story was more likely the result of imagination rather than recollection. Oh my, he wouldn't... Okay, sure. (laughs) John Napier, a primatologist claimed that the story was simply not possible because an entire family of Sasquatch would not have the resources to survive in that particular area as the food sources would be too limited. Interesting. I love it when it's like real science. Yeah. Being like, no, 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 this couldn't happen. Not because it's like, like people think of it as a mythical creature, just like, oh, no, that's stupid, that's numb. But like when you're like, no, they wouldn't have enough food. Right. Or like, there's not enough cover. Coverage. Mm-hmm. Anyway. A family of four? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I would believe it. <laughs> Many others have criticized Osman because of the amount of time it took him to come forward. Um, you know, like he, he, he suddenly came forward because all these other stories were happening. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like suspect the timing of it. Hmm. Um, not everyone immediately dismissed Osman's story. A writer named John Green, who interviewed, not, uh, <laughs> not, the, the, not Green. the young adult writer, John <laughs> Green, <laughs> who interviewed Ostman while he was still alive, says that he believes the story holds up. Mm. His reasoning is that because, is that because the story was told in 1957, it has an air of truthfulness that it would not have if someone told the same story today. Really? <laughs> yeah. In Green's words, given in a 2003 statement, he says, quote, Albert was a very believable fellow who handled tough cross-examination with cheerful composure, swore to his story without hesitation, and stuck to it until he died. Wow. But I wouldn't believe him if he were telling it today. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it were all the same, like everything about it was the same, but it happened in 2019. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very strange. Um, He goes on to say, Today, however, he would have easy sources for his descriptions of those four individuals and what they did. When his story came to light in 1957, the opposite was the case. Sasquatch were not commonly thought of as completely hair-covered creatures living much the same life as a bear, Instead, their public image was that of a tribe of giant Indians. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Harry, only on their heads, who lived in villages, held annual get-togethers on a special mountain. What? Those are just And humans. used signal fires. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? I've Hair never, only on their heads? I've never heard this in, uh, in my life. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Um, his descriptions, so contrary to the media image of his time, have stood up wonderfully over the years. More than that, he was questioned for hours by Darius Swindler. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, he's not to be trusted. (laughs) Mr. Swindler? 
Oh it's gosh. like a Swiper the Fox from Dora the Explorer. <laughs> swindler, no, Swindler. <laughs> um, I lost. Oh, Swindler. Okay. Um, <clears throat> he was questioned for hours by Darius Swindler and the veterinarian from the Seattle Primate Center. And they told me that the physical details and the actions he said he had witnessed all rang true. Interesting. Yeah. So this is very. This is a very mm-hmm. strange take mm-hmm. that I've never like. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. weird. In addition to Green's testimony, Ostman himself claimed that he had never heard of the Sasquatch until that trip in 1924. In his account, he claimed that a guide he had hired told him about the legend, saying, "Quote: This old Indian was a very talkative old gentleman." He told me stories about gold brought out by a white man from his lost mine. This white man was a very heavy drinker. Spent his money freely in saloons. I don't know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) But but he had no trouble in getting more money. He would be away for a few days, then come back with a bag of gold. But one time, he went to this mine and never came back. Some people said a Sasquatch had killed him. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) At that time, I had never heard of Sasquatch. So I asked what kind of an animal he called a Sasquatch. The Indian said, they have hair all over their bodies, but they are not animals. They are people. Mm. Big people living in the mountains. (laughs) My uncle saw the tracks of one that were two feet long. One old Indian saw one over eight feet tall. Nice. Yeah. That's it. I told the Indian I didn't believe in their old fables about mountain giants. Oh my god. It might have been some thousands of years ago, but not nowadays. <laughs> End quote. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Albert Ostman stuck to his story until his death, being interrogated multiple times and never changing the details. He was even cross-examined by the police and agreed to sign a solemn declaration which said that his account was true under oath and virtue of the Canadian Evidence Act. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Osman never recanted his story despite the ridicule he faced the rest of his life. <laughs> Today, Osman's story is often cited as one of the best cases for the existence of Sasquatch. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. If you're interested <laughs> in reading Osman's account for yourself, you can read John Green's 1978 book, Sasquatch, the apes among us. Yes. Yeah. I was hoping that you were going to say in John Green's book, Albert Ostman. <laughs> Albert Ostman. <laughs> but that would be too on the note. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's very strange. I love it. Yeah, so I had I had read that story, but it's uh-huh. been a long time and mm-hmm. I've forgotten most of it. But I read it in the Bigfoot exclamation mark book, yeah. which I forget who the author is. I believe it. I mean, reading that book, I was like, <laughs> Big, Bigfoot exists. I love him. <laughs> what else can I say? I don't know if I believe this particular story, mm-hmm. but. Well, I want to believe. I'm open to <laughs> whatever. I think um, maybe of all the Bigfoot stories we've talked about so far. Maybe this is the most believable. Because I really don't. The Warrens one from like episode like two yeah. or three yeah. uh, was trash. I don't believe that one. Yeah, I don't either. I, I liked that. I loved your spin on it though. 
the prisoner, like the whole prison oh <laughs> uh, be, being taken thing. Thank you. Yeah, was I nice. was looking specifically for cryptids who like who like their whole shtick is kidnapping people and yeah, that was a fun. I I was it was on like page three of the Google search results. <laughs> wow, I, I feel like after page one, I'm, I give up. After page two, I usually give up too, mm-hmm. but something kept me going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that it did. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. All right, so check out our Instagram for next week's poll. I guess this is where we say, see you later, ghouls and boys. Bye. Bye. Recording. Wait, what do I say? Testing. Oh my god. Testing. (laughs) I'm testing now. Yikes. Testing, testing. Recording.